John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. Rise and shine, football fans. Start your day the right way with Morning Footy, a podcast that covers every aspect of the global game, headlines, match previews, analysis, interviews, culture, fashion, and plenty of banter. Join as we track the thrills and spills of Europe's biggest title races, the business end of the Champions League season, a summer packed with international competitions, MLS, NWSL, and much more. Subscribe to Morning Footy. It's the Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. Literally giddy, because my first guest tonight is an iconic actor whose career spans four decades and is the guest I'm looking for. Please welcome Mark Hamill. Look at that. You know, it's nice to have you here. Oh, my gosh. I'm out here promoting a movie we're not supposed to talk about. That, we, don't have to, we don't have to talk about it if you don't want. We don't have to talk about it. Because a lot of people think of you as Luke Skywalker. But to me, you will always be Gordon Miller from Room Service. You saw that. In 1986, yeah. you were on Broadway at the Roundabout? It was Roundabouts? off Broadway at the Roundabout okay. Theater. It was directed by Alan Arkin. Yep. He had all his Second City buddies that I had idolized for years. Pierre Epstein and uh, I just don't want to start in. They were all just fantastic well, actors. Well, I was a senior in college and I'd come to New York to actually interview to be an intern on David Letterman's show. <laughs> and while I was yeah. here, a friend of mine was here and said, hey, I can get us jobs as ushers for one night for this play, if you want to go see a play. I said, sure, yeah. it'll be fun. And I walk in, and you're on stage doing the Groucho part. Hilarious. Well, that's the thing, though. Critics all came to the play assuming that I was going to play the Midwestern innocent playwright. Golly, I've never been in the big city before. <laughs> and instead, I was the sleazy Gordon Miller. <laughs> and they were shocked. And plus, it didn't look anything like me. I had my pants up to here. I had a you know, a half jar of pomade in my hair and the brilliantine mustache. And when you look in the mirror, you go, that's not Mark, that's Gordon Miller. So that's what I love about character acting. And, and in voiceover, they cast with their ears, mm-hmm. not their eyes. So you get a lot of parts that you'd never get if you were uh, meant to be on camera. Well, I mean, uh, many have said that you, of all the Jokers, yours is the greatest of all time. Oh. <laughs> no, that's, there was a lot of just... There was a recent ranking. There was a recent ranking. You came in number one. I have fun. Uh, (laughs) I love the Joker. (laughs) Because, I mean, to get behind the wheel of that crazy car, I mean, you're not in every episode, but when you show up, you just create chaos, and it's a fantastic cast. Kevin Conroy's been my Batman for since 92. We're celebrating our 25th year. And, uh, you know, I have my Batman family. I have my Star Wars family. And, I, you know, I just can't believe how much fun I'm having with all this. You guys, I'm telling you, I never expected that we'd come back if they did another tr- trilogy, that they would bring back our characters. And it was really intimidating and scary. But I'm really appreciating it now. Because in your 20s, you sort of take it 
take it for granted, and it's so much more enjoyable now that I'm in my early 80s. <laughs> and that's a tip, by the way, if you're going to fudge your age, lie up, because people will say, boy, he really looks good for 83. You do. He really took care of himself. You look great for 83. I do. Yeah. Thank you. Now, um, uh, can I be in your Star Wars family? Because... <laughs> I, the 13-year-old in me is going insane right now, and please forgive, this is a 40, 40 years coming, this conversation yeah. with you, because, and I've told people some of this, and I don't know if you know this, but three weeks before this movie was released anywhere in the country, for whatever reason, my hometown of South Carolina, Charleston, right. South Carolina, right. was a test market, yeah, well, and I won tickets from WTMA. You saw it before anybody else. Three weeks before any of my friends, and how do you explain <laughs> that everything's different now? Yeah. Did you guys who were making the film, did you know that it was going to really change everything? Of course not. I, I thought it was unique in the sense that it had great humor. And it had such, it, as fantastic as all the situation and characters were, it was so relatable. I mean, here we risk our lives to save the princess. The first thing she complains about is, you came in that? You know, she's... Aren't you kind of short? For a stormtrooper, exactly. all of that stuff. I mean, that, that was just so relatable uh, and, and human. And, uh, you know, I, I knew it wasn't science fiction. I got the part from a screen test. I didn't read the whole script until they said, you're going to be Luke. And I, when I, I still remember the chair I was sitting in and where I was when I started reading this thing. I got, oh, my gosh, this is more like Wizard of Oz with a gender switch where Luke gets swept off into this fantastic adventure. Uh, but I, I just I couldn't believe my eyes because I was a, a fan as a kid. I read Famous Monsters magazine and I built the monster model kits and I loved Ray Harryhausen and all that stuff. I was the biggest enthusiast. I, I remember I'd get really excited and go, Harrison, we're a Pez dispenser now. And he's, whatever floats your boat. I said... That's very much like him. <laughs> I've interviewed him. That's a, yeah, that's a yeah. Yeah. Thing, yeah. And, you know, but if that's the perfect sort of... I don't know. We just had a chemistry... So chemi when did you know it was something well, special? Well, listen, it was so interesting because we went off, the three of us, uh, I call them Carison and Harry, and we would get on the plane and we went to, I think, Vancouver first, and the movie opened while we were on tour. And... By the time we got to Chicago, I looked out the window as we landed, and there were mobs of people. At and the I, airport? At the airport. And I said, hey, you guys, I think there's somebody famous on the plane. <laughs> and I'm looking around for a celebrity. And as we got closer, I went, Carrie, there's a little girl out there with your furry headphones. And Harrison, there's a guy with your vest. There were kids out there with signs, may the force be with you. They were dressed like us, and we were like, oh. it was It was me. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was kind of me. I was one of those kids. I was one of those kids who, like, at night when no one was around, I would do this. <laughs> Thinking if I could just concentrate enough. I still do it at supermarkets. Really? Yeah, when mm -hmm. the door is open. Well, it, oh. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Well, you know, it's one of those things. I mean, uh, uh, I'm enjoying, like I say, it's it's just so wonderful to be associated with something that makes people so happy. This cop stopped me to say, you know how fast you were going? I'm so scared of the cops, you know, like the mirror glasses in, yeah, yeah. in Psycho. And uh, I, I said, no, officer, you know, I'm always really polite. I, I'm really, I'm sorry. You try and talk yourself out. He said, well, I'm going to let you go without a warning. And... Uh, 
which lightsaber do you use in the new movie, green or blue? <laughs> and you see this 45-year-old guy turn into an 8-year-old right before your eyes. Yeah. What a, yeah. What a treat it's been. Yeah, yeah, so which color lightsaber do you use in the new movie, green or blue? I know you can't tell us anything, so tell us I everything! <laughs> Now, in the last movie, in, yeah. uh, in uh, uh, Force Awakens, yeah. like, you show up at the last minute in there. The most elaborate entrance in the history of cinema. It's a two-and-a-half-hour uh, Yeah, and everybody's, everybody's talking about me for two hours. Yeah. The sword of Skywalker is too powerful. Skywalker must be stopped. I'm going, ooh, good, I'm writing all this down. I remember thinking, uh, when I got to the scene, I hope everyone's seen it, but when the lightsaber jiggles in the forest and flies out of the snow... I went, oh, baby, here I am. Goes to Ray. <laughs> I'm saying she didn't even do any training. What's going on here? What is going on there? Because uh, well, she didn't do any training. Well, How could she possibly stand up? Well, <laughs> you know. well, fans point out, you quit your training, young man, so don't get so uh, oh, mouthy. That's true. That's true yeah. the, the thing is, you know, the, there were the originals, there were the prequels, and this is really the next generation. Mm -hmm. Luke's no longer the protagonist. It's Ray, played by Daisy Ridley. And Wonderful. It, yeah, and it's not my story anymore. It's just so fun to be invited back to the party, especially when you didn't think it was going to happen. Can you... Can you I know you can't clear much up for us, yeah. but may, can we... What can we infer... Uh, uh, from the fifth photo I'm about to show. Have you seen this at all? <laughs> okay, so Star Wars can sell um, anything. Mm. You can sell anything with Star Wars, including fruits and vegetables. Yeah. And if you, if you look on this photo of Dole products, you've got uh, Darth Vader on apples, you've got Yoda on grapes, naturally green, You've got uh, Luke. Uh, you've got R2-D2 on a uh, head of cauliflower, and Luke is on a bag of iceberg lettuce. <laughs> Does that mean you're going back to the ice planet of Hoth? Is what are we... What can we discern from you being on iceberg lettuce? Well, if you go to Ad Hamill himself, he said, shamelessly pandering for more followers, uh, you can see my tweet about that, because I said, you know, I love Star Wars fruits and veggies. I think we should all eat healthier. But Yoda and Vader had it much easier. Who doesn't love grapes and apples? Uh, and Luke has it tougher, pushing salad. Well, you get a bigger star, bigger star for salad, because you but need a bigger star. But poor R2-D2, no matter how adorable he is on that cover, it's still cauliflower. Yeah. And no kid's going to be fooled by that, you know? Mm. You know they want it to be M&M's, not cauliflower. Yeah. But I, I think this means your character dies, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> why? Because if you eat only iceberg lettuce, you will die of malnutrition. <laughs> it has no nutrient I got no a lot taste. of backlash from people who love cauliflower, so please, no more hate tweets. There's a, there are people who hate tweet over cauliflower? Yes. No, I'm not kidding. They said, what's your problem? Have you ever had it roasted with garlic and everything? I, I, you know, I, I, I mean, it's only a joke, you know. I, don't take me seriously. I'm just another crank on Twitter. Listen, if you've, if you've played the trickster and the joker, as I have for so many years, the upside is nobody takes anything you say seriously. And that's a good thing, because it's liberating, you know? You're just, you're a jester. You're there for fun. And that's what, I, I'm having so much fun, and uh, to me, that's the most important thing. You know, I'm in the business of escapism, and everybody wants to go to Hogwarts or to Middle Earth or 
uh, wherever, Oz, the land of Oz, or to a galaxy far, far away, it, because it's therapeutic. Real life is really unpleasant at times, and uh, this is a good way for you know you to forget about your problems for two hours. Oh, in this case, this is the longest Star Wars film. It's two and a half hours, wow. which you'll find out in about a week. Uh, quick, quick, quick question about about escaping. I know. About escaping yeah. is that do you do you ever wish that you could have seen Star Wars? I know what you mean because what happened was when when I knew it was George Lucas who'd done American Graffiti, and even from that one scene, I said, "Oh, I can't wait to see this." I would have been there first day, uh, first show, regardless of because who... again, little little me, yeah, yeah. totally totally changed my what I wanted from my entertainment. So many people come to me and say, "I became this or that because of the film." People in the business, lighting people, makeup people, it, you know, it was, there's certain films that just inspire people in a way that they, they can't explain. Has the film done that for you? Well, what I find more inspiring is the reaction of of the fans, the people that love it. I mean, I'm, I I I, uh, I stipulate that it's not for everybody. Not everybody loves Star Wars, but the people who do, I call UPFs, ultra passionate fans, and they love this thing to the point where they relate stories of how it got them through their mother's illness, or they met their wife online, or they... It's just, it's become such a fabric of their lives. It's its truly moving. I don't see it on a day-to-day -day basis, but when I go out in public or to these celebrations and so forth, it's just astonishing how passionate they really are. And uh, I don't take it for granted. And, uh, you know, if it weren't for the fans, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to Stephen Colbert. <laughs> thank you, thank you for your movies. Thank you for coming back to do this pleasure. one. And thank you for being here. My pleasure. Coming up, Adam Driver. Hi, I'm Jordana Abraham, and I'm Dr. Naomi Bernstein, and we want to tell you about Calm the F Down, a guided meditation series from the Oversharing Podcast. This is something we've been planning for a long time. It's our most requested segment from the podcast. And these meditations are going to be between five and 10 minutes. They're going to be super quick because we don't have a lot of time. You're going to be so surprised how five to 10 minutes of really thoughtful meditations can transform your whole life. In addition to the first four meditations available at launch, we'll be doing two new meditations every single month. Plus, for the fans of Oversharing Podcast out there, you'll also get ad-free versions of every episode of the Oversharing Podcast. So if somebody wants to become a subscriber, how do they join? It's so easy. You just go to subscribe.betches.com and sign up now for only $4.99 a month. Or you can lock in our discounted rate if you sign up for the whole year. That's subscribe.betches.com. Or if you're in the Apple Podcasts app, you can just hit the subscribe button now and sign up in the app. It's as easy as that. Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney, the voice of Korra on The Legend of Korra. And me, Dante Bosco, the voice of Zuko on The Last Airbender and General Iroh on The Legend of Korra. Each week we'll recap and discuss another episode of The Last Airbender. I don't know if we've ever talked about it, but... 
amazing guests stop by from creators to cast to super fans to chat all things Avatarverse. Are we saying that this is possible in the Avatar universe? Varney, we gotta spread the word. Now fans can also check out our weekly video pods too by subscribing to the official Avatar YouTube channel. That's a lot of fire, isn't it? That's right, we're on video this season, everybody. So, whether you're a super fan with encyclopedic knowledge or you're brand new to this incredible world, it's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Brave the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. My first guest tonight stars in a little indie movie coming out tomorrow. Please welcome from Star Wars The Last Jedi, Adam Driver. Good to see you again. Good to see you. Good to see you. I like the all black. Thanks, yeah. It sends a subtle, sinister message. (laughs) (laughs) Is that purposeful? Is this the Kylo Ren in public look? Sure, yeah. Okay. Why not? Why not? You, uh, um, you, this is your second Star Wars, uh, you know, big opening. Do you feel, like, more excitement from fans this time? Is there more hype? Is there more energy? More anticipation? How would you compare it to last time? Yes, but I think it's just because I'm less in a coma. The first time, it was more, it was all too, a lot. But this time, I, I think I have time to breathe a little bit. So, oh, it was just so, it was so much last time, you're like, I don't know, I don't know how to receive yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I, no, I have no barometer for what's going on. But this time I can I can I can look around. Do you enjoy this one more? Like this opening more than last time? Uh, I remember it more. I... It's always good. It's always good to remember I things. I think so. I mean, the first one is uh, the first one is is always kind of special because no one knows what it is. And you the never first forget time... your first one. <laughs> sure, that's true. <laughs> Second one's just okay. Yeah. <laughs> Second time blues. Yeah. I noticed something coming out here. I hate to point this out because it's uh, but you're not hiding the bottom of your shoes. Can you show them the bottom of your shoes? Look at that. That is, that's super special. You could literally go paint the town red if you just shuffled. Did you know those were red no, before I, I showed no you idea. just now? You did. <laughs> I swear, this that's is a secret great. Kylo Ren outfit right here. Because that's first order <laughs> right there. Sure. I, I don't know why I said that. You have, to, you have to bleep the host now. I apologize. You're a young man. You shouldn't be having me saying the salty talk with you. How have you been since the last time we saw you? What was it, about a year since you were on last, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. Third time you've been on. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah it was something in between, but I can't remember what it was. Something I, changed about the world in the United States sure. or something like that. I'm not, <laughs> right. not entirely sure. No, the, the second thing I came for, I can't remember. First of all, Oh, you came Wars. for uh, Logan, a Midnight Logan Express. Special. Midnight, Midnight Special. Special. Midnight right. Express is a uh, <laughs> movie about people who got arrested for smuggling opium out of... <laughs> hashish out of Turkey. You weren't in that one. Same thing. You would have been good. Yeah. You would have been good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you seen? <laughs> upstage. We're all being upstage. Look how shiny. Hey, I don't understand. How could you? Did you? Did you have someone carry you out here? There's no. There's no scuff on the bottom of that or anything. I just put them on right back there for the first time and walked. So you have really clean floors, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You could eat off these floors. <laughs> I don't recommend it. So, have you seen it? Have you seen the new movie? Yeah, I've seen it. What do you think? Okay. It's really good. I mean, I'm not just saying it because I'm, I'm in it, but the, what Ryan has done and what the actors are doing and special effects sound is a really big thing. I mean, not like the sound isn't oh, this a big is Oh, this is a talkie. Yeah, right. <laughs> Everybody's speaking in this one, and you can hear them. 
It's really great. All, all around, it's, it's really great. Well, I'm really looking forward to it. Now, uh, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. We could not get a clip of this. <laughs> right. Always, like when you have somebody come on for a movie, there's a clip. Sure. And we, uh, you know, Mark was on, and he didn't bring a clip, and you didn't bring a clip. Um, but I brought these. Yes, you did. <laughs> could you, would you, would you help me? Could we act out a clip? Would you, <laughs> would you, I have, I thought maybe we could make our own clip here. <laughs> <laughs> do you have, would you want it? Do you want to be sure, sure. Yeah. like this? Okay. Where are you, Kylo Ren? Here I am. <laughs> Can you believe who my parents turned out to be? Wasn't it shocking? No, I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'll wait. I'm done. You left your... <laughs> On three, let's say who my parents were. One, two, three... Stephen Colbert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he goes in the thing and he takes a nap. Okay, and use the force. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Can I? Thank you. Do, you. do you like playing evil? Well, I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> I, but I don't, I mean, this is such an actory thing to say. I don't, I don't think of him as evil. I think of him as uh, someone who thinks he's right as opposed to someone who thinks he's evil. Well, don't, don't all evil people think they're right? <laughs> sure, but I don't think that they think they're evil. I think they're right. They think that what they're doing is morally justified, so sure. there's no end to what they'll do to make sure whatever agenda they have is being pushed, I think, in my experience. Someone who's just evil or, or um, for the sake of it, that doesn't seem to have a, a shelf life to me. People who I find evil or unpredictable or scary are, are always just, um, yeah, they think they're right. They feel like they're morally justified to, to do what they're doing, and they're incapable of hearing the other side. And um, people who, who think that they may not be morally justified often turn out to be good people because at least they examine their conscience. Sure. Yeah. If you make time for it. If you don't, for whatever reason, then... It's a busy time of year, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you... Are you do, do, do you think you're a, do you ever consider... Do you consider yourself the hero of your own story? Sure. I think he does, yeah. No, I, mean, I mean, you, me, me in life? Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Really? Yeah, I feel like I'm barely hanging on. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. I understand you used to be a salesman. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I was. What did yeah. you sell? I sold vacuum cleaners. Cur well, I can't... Can I say the name of the... Sure, why not? Kirby vacuum cleaners. Kirby? Yeah. Quality. Yeah. Not so much... <laughs> Which maybe I can't say. You're quite a salesman. <laughs> yeah, that, I didn't so sell any. So was it door any. to door? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knock, knock, madame. Let me put some dust on your carpet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like these are the tubes that the astronauts are using that has no Velcro, or you know, it, it never. When worked. were you selling these during the Nixon administration? <laughs> <laughs> Ma'am, um, let me introduce you a product called Tang. <laughs> so really, you go. How long did you do this? 
I did. Well, I, I sold a couple of them. And that, uh, not very long, like six months. I had, it, it was in like right after high school before yeah. I was in the military where yeah. I would sell vacuum cleaners and then I was a telemarketer. What I were you telemarketing? A couple things. One was a, for a basement waterproofing company where you call people and say, you know, is your, is your basement leaky? <laughs> we have a, somebody that'll come by and check it out and make it not so damp. It all sounds sexual now that I say it out loud. I wasn't good at that job either. And I've got a hose I could connect to it if sure, you like. Sure, sure. <laughs> then there's another, there's another call. I don't know if I can... I'll just say Sure, say it. Ben Franklin Construction was the name. I don't oh, know if it's around anymore. Quality. <laughs> right. And it was me and this other like, uh, guy who was a really angry guy who, who would always... Uh, we'd like sell... A, a, um, what was it? A, like, it's a construction company. And so we'd call and offer construction. I don't remember that very well. <laughs> You would just say, would you like something constructed? <laughs> it was more, we had like one of these where you're supposed to go Polo down. Polo cards you had to go down yeah, through everything. Yeah, not so much the figure thing, but... Uh, yeah. But it would, you know, you'd go down the checklist and you'd always ask to speak to the man of the house, which was kind of oh, terrible, you know? Yeah, sure. It, it wasn't me, I didn't write this script. <laughs> this. You got him back. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and yeah, that's all I remember. And I would work those kind of three jobs on a rotation. I'd work the, the, you know, the Kirby vacuum thing whenever I could. And then I'd work in the morning for the um, waterproofing company. And then at night I'd work at the Ben Franklin construction. Because I had no job. I wasn't going to college. You know, these things were paying like minimum wage. Wow. Yeah, so I was working basically 24 hours a day. Did that, did that help? And, uh, did, can you translate any of that into acting? Like the following a script and... Yeah, but mostly just the failure aspect of it, you know. <laughs> Bring yourself out there, just exactly. shot down. Exactly. Yeah. But sure, I mean, like, the, the repetition of it, the improvising, but not, not so much, mostly failure. <laughs> well, I right. have no doubt that this next one will not be a failure for you. <laughs> Thank you so much All right, for being yeah. here. Thank you so much. I'm really looking forward to the movie. Oh, right. I hope Thanks so like much. Yeah. I'm going to love it. I love this. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. Late Show Pod Show listeners can get 20% off on all Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise on ParamountShop.com. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show shirts, mugs, accessories, and more with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com. Now you can feel like you're in the audience at the Ed Sullivan Theater with official Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise at ParamountShop.com. Shop t-shirts, mugs, accessories, and more, and Late Show Pod Show listeners can take 20% off with code TLS20. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show products with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com.